Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. DJ Tony Duff. She gon' take care of her bitch. She truckin', she truckin'. She a woman with a rig. She truckin', she truckin'. She gon' take care of her kids. She truckin', yeah. She a boss. She do it big. She truckin', she truckin'. She truckin', 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 I am Angelica Martinez, uh, your second trailer financing guru, your seed trucking moderator, and your host for the evening. I am joined by uh, members of Seed Trucking. Um, they will be sharing their first stories on how they became owner operators. Now, there is a disclaimer the experiences that you are about to listen to are their very own experiences. This podcast was put together. Uh, to share the possibility of becoming an owner-operator or a company owner, if that is where your heart desires and where you want to be or, or a goal that you have achieved, wanting to achieve for yourself, you know, this is, would be a great op- opportunity to listen to other people to see how they, they ended up in the position that they are now. Um, we invite everyone to like and share our uh, Facebook Sheet Trucking podcast page uh, in order to stay tuned to our future shows. Also, if you are interested in sharing your own her story, you can click now on the podcast Facebook page. Um, this is for the members of Sheet Trucking Sisterhood. So we invite you to join, um, join in. Also, we have a mentorship program that some of these ladies that you're about to listen to, they are a member of that um, program, and you can reach out to them uh, after this podcast through the mentorship program as well. Um, If you are tuning in on Blog Talk Radio, this is a live recording, and uh, we invite you to give us a call at 914-205-5328 with any questions that you might have for our guests. Um, I'm going to do an introduction to each of our ladies that we have right now. So once we finish the introduction, we will have um, an open discussion or an open uh, line for anyone that wants to call in and ask our ladies any kind of questions. So please um, wait until I have done uh, our four interviews. we have uh, our first sister, Violet, uh, that has joined us. We have Saida. We have uh, Tasha and Delphine who are on the line with me. 
So I'm going to start um, with Violet. Uh, I'm going to interview each of uh, each of them individually. Uh, then all of us can, can share together uh, any questions that you guys might have. So uh, our first sister is Violet Helferich. Did I say your name right? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Violet um, was she was born in California, raised in Idaho. Um, she has been recognized as a driver of the year for SCNRA back in 2017, and also received the Bennett Motor Express Ace Duran Women in the Driver's Seat Driver of Excellence Award in 2019. Um, I'm going to see if, if in the next uh, week or so uh, I can showcase her in our Facebook uh, um, ski trucking uh, page and uh, share the, the links to her great achievements that she has done. So, Violet, we are happy to have you here now. Um, tell us, uh, how did you become an owner-operator? Well, you know, my dad owned trucks growing up, and uh, so it was just, you know, I tried working for somebody else, and, uh, you know, once you get the, you know, when you raise it, you know, you kind of do what you want to do, and I, I have issues with authority, believe it or not. So I got tired of working for somebody else and them telling me how to, you know, run my, you know, time out my day and stuff like that. So I, um, you know, did it, you know, got enough money saved up and, and I actually joined up with a partner and, and, uh, he helped me get my truck. And so, and we're still partners and, um, we own a small fleet. And, uh, so, and it was just, something that, you know, I kind of like doing, you know, if I don't want to take a load, I, you know, I should have the choice not to. Right. So, so I, I now just got tired got... of. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. You got your CDL in 1999, right? Yeah. Now, when you got your CDL, did you, what, what, what was, what was the order? I mean, you got your CDL in 99. Did you work for somebody and then, uh, no. you know, were you a doctor I, I, and then you? I was in college and my counselor came to me and because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life because I lost my dad at a young age at 17. So, and she's like, you know, I think I might have found something for you. We got an opening in a selective course. And she's like, you can get your CDL. And I go, what? I go, and, and then I didn't think I could get it till I was 21. And she's like, no, you can get your CDL in Idaho at, at 18. So it's like, sign me up. So I was actually taking college courses when I got my CDL. Nice. Now, um, how was the process in becoming an owner-operator? I mean, you know, did did uh, you, you got your own truck? Did you finance? Did you pay cash? Oh, uh, we financed it through okay. uh, Peterbilt okay. Financial. Oh, okay. Now, um you own. You became uh, an OCR in two thousand one. Yeah, that's when I turned twenty one. Okay, 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 and then you go statewide in Idaho. 
Um, I was only statewide from uh, the ages of 18 to 21, right? I couldn't cross state boundaries. But so I was an interstate, oh. and then once I turned 21, I went interstate. Nice. Now, when you started as an owner operator, did you have to have a certain amount of money in, you know, in your savings or in your bank to begin as a as um, an owner operator or? Um, no, I mean, well, we leased onto a company and we had um, a little bit of money in our in our savings. And uh, but you know, once we start turning loads, you know, the revenue started coming in, and and then we really got a got ahead. So we was able to save money for for truck payments and and maintenance and stuff. And um, we always like to spend the extra money on buying new trucks. So at least we got like you know a three year warranty. So we you know that we're not responsible for like any major breakdown for at least three years or three hundred thousand miles. Oh, okay. And and are you? Um... Do you have your own authority, or are you leased to someone, or how does that work I'm for you? Actually, I'm, I'm leased to Ace Thorne out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm also on their driver's advisory board. So, um, no, and I hold the wind tower component. So, I mean, it's, you know, you know, right now things have been slow, so I've got, a, you know, quite a bit of home time. But once things kick off that, you know, I'll, I'll probably be gone for a couple of months. But it's something I really enjoy doing. Awesome. And, and I mean, and, don't get me wrong. I've I've hauled general freight and I've hauled grocery and and all the other stuff. Are you there? Okay. And then, do you um, own your own truck and trailer, or I, I own I own my own truck and um, we own a step deck, and then I lease um, my tower trailer from a friend of ours. Okay. So. For you, what finances um, are included in becoming an, op- an owner operator? Um, usually, I, you know, it, you know, we put twenty thousand down on on my truck um, because we didn't trade nothing in on it. But you know, sometimes if you have a trade in, but if you're just getting started, you need to have at least like twenty twenty to thirty thousand to put down on a truck. But that's a new and one. But I mean, we- even if you could buy, huh? And then there's the the ongoing expenses from there, right? Yeah, you know, um, you got truck payments that are anywhere like um, anywhere from like twenty five hundred a month, uh, you know. And see, my my truck payments like forty six, but I only did a five year a five year loan on on our on my truck, so. Yeah, but that's going to be separate. That's going to be on the financing part, which you know, if somebody has a question, they can call me. <laughs> But you also have oh, okay. things like I, I mean um, I'm responsible like if I if I blow a tire that's not covered under warranty and I gotta purchase that. Right. So um, and that's what I was the, oil, the maintenance. Right. So you have the typical fuel, um, you know, your maintenance on the trucks, your maintenance on the on the on your trailers, um, insurance, you know, all that that also goes with um having being an owner operator correct yeah and so when yeah. we being leased to the company i'm leased to i i'm i'm carrying their insurance but i do have to purchase my own bobtail insurance 
Okay. So that that is also something that you can negotiate with, you know, somebody that you lease on to as to what expenses they're going to pay and what expenses you're responsible for? Yeah. I mean, um, when I went to orientation and, you know, they laid everything out about oh, what okay. we're going to be responsible for. and So that's, yeah, okay. So that's something that, you know, you talk to the company that you're going to lease on to and see, you know, you negotiate or, you know, you determine what's going to, who's going to pay for what in case you, um, you know, something happens on the road. Now, see, I do like to carry my own license plate. So if I decide that I'm not happy with that company anymore and I, and I decide to leave, you know, I, I, I can, I can leave under my own power and, because the truck's got to be licensed to move it on the interstate highways. So I, I like to carry my own plate, and that's that's about $1,800 a year for the license plate. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Because when you do lease from a company, um, you know, you got to turn your equipment back in, which is like your, your e-logs and, you know, whatever they provided you with, like their IFTA stickers and their license plate. If they provide you with the license plate, um, when you delease from that company, they require you to turn it back in immediately. Right. But they don't right. give you a chance to go home or whatever. Uh, I see. Okay. Okay. Now, how do you get your load? How, um, I'm actually, um, with me being on the wind division, I'm not dispatched the same as, like, others where I got to go find loads on the load board. I actually got a dispatcher that tells me um, when to go pick up the loads. And, you know, and, your, and he's very. Through your leasing company, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 And, and do you have, do you do any outsourcing to factoring? Like, or do you use any factoring companies or invoicing companies? Or is it all through uh, your, your company? It's also a store. Um, as soon as I turn in my paperwork, I get paid within 24 hours. Oh, okay. And, of course, and unless, every company is Yeah, every company is different. Oh, and uh, if I turn my paperwork on Friday, I won't get paid till Monday, but, I mean, it, it's still a, a quick pay. Oh, nice. That's important. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what, you know, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Uh, I know one of the questions that we have talked about is, uh, what were your trucking goals, you know, in one year, five years, 10 years, retirement, or, you know, is there anything else that you would like to share with us as to you now being an owner operator and, you know, any advice for um, any, any one of us that wants to become, you know, or following your footsteps and somehow? Um, I, I mean, for me to have lifelong goals, you know, everything can change overnight. And I mean, we all know that. Um, but, you know, it's like I, I don't have any long-term goals. You know, I live my day, you know, to the fullest each day. And, you know, and um, I and I just – I really enjoy working. I mean, I love trucking. You know, I've been doing it for a few years now. Well, I think like 17 years now. Yeah. And, uh, 18 years. I've lost track. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know, and it takes some time to find – your passion, because I when I got stuck in the grocery warehouse, though, because I didn't think there was any other hope out there for me, and, um, you know, I, I tried really hard, and I just wasn't happy, and, you know, 
by you know, I looked into doing a lease purchase, but after everything they told me about it, it kind of deterred me because I asked them a bunch of questions and and I, I didn't really like the company I was working for. I didn't really like what they had to offer about their lease purchase program. But I mean, that's one thing too. Before somebody commits to a lease purchase, make sure you read all the fine print because you know sometimes you get yourself in too deep and you know it and it hurts you financially. Right. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Violet, for sharing your her story with us. Uh, we're going to move on to Saida Ayala. Um, and then, you know, Violet, we welcome you to stay during for our whole um, episode. And then afterwards, we'll come back and, and speak to you some more. Okay. Uh, Saida Ayala. Saida was born in uh, Copan, Honduras. Um, at 13 years old, she came to the United States. Uh, she is a company owner and has uh, an interesting story on how she became a company owner. Um, she said it was a curse. Uh, share with us, um, Saida, how did you become a company owner? Oh, hi, ladies. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, well, I was 22 years old, and you know my ex, my son's dad and I separated, and he has purchased a truck that was under my name uh, because it was a non the company that financed his truck. It was a nonprofit for Hispanics, you know, for the Latino community here in San Jose, California. Um, so it was under my name, right? And um, we separated. And he took everything because I had no legal status back then. So he took everything from me, the car, the everything. I was homeless, and I had $26 on my pocket, and I had my three-year-old son. So I went to my parents' house, and I said, you know, I don't have a place to go. And I have a truck that is $800 the payment plus the $500 insurance in 2014. Um, I went and I talked to um, somebody that I met through my work because I used to be a, a secretary for a business uh, dealership, a truck dealership. And I said, I'll just buy the truck, get the truck. And he said, um, no, I mean, don't sell it. And I said, well, I don't have money. I don't have a car. I don't have a house. And I have my son. I don't know anything about trucking. So, yeah, he took me in, and he helped me. He guided me. I mean, he's my mentor until um, now. And that's how I kept the truck. But I didn't want it at first. It was a curse for me. Yeah. Wow. That's what I thought. And you don't, you don't have a CDL, correct? I don't have a CDL, no. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and- within within three months after I started working with him, um. I called the the finance uh, again, and I said, hey, would you guys lend me money for a second truck? And he said, yes. Then six months later, I called him again, and they and I said, can you finance me two more trucks? They said, yes. <laughs> so I ended up, by 2015, I had a six-fleet tr- uh, um, company already. Wow, yeah. wow. Now, with your, you have drivers, right? Or owner operators yes, under your company. Drivers? Only drivers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And do you mind sharing with us what your, you know, typically what your drivers make? Um, they make, they, they pay 
I pay them every Friday, right? So we get all the mileage by Thursday, anything that they have done, and they get paid on Friday. So usually they, the lowest that I've seen is 1200 a week. Then sometimes they go up to like 2000 depending on the mileage and where they go, because we go 48 states. We don't stay in California anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, like, okay. I have a run that I do from California to Utah, and those drivers, they get paid 1500 a week. But that, they don't get paid by mileage. They get paid by load. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have your own authority, correct? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And what is it that you haul? Uh, drive vans only, general freight. Oh, okay. We only do drive vans. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and do you rent your equipment, or are you financing it, all of it, or? Uh, we own some that is already paid off, and we lease on to some, and we pay. We have a lease, and we have loans. So it all depends. Um, like I said, the first company to finance me, they're still my go-to finance company in California. But we also have different other uh, banks and, you know, programs that we have, but yeah, we have both. We have leases. As it, it helps us on the taxes as well, you know, when we have a lease. Oh, yeah. And what, as a company owner, what finances do you have um, that is included in in being a company owner? Well, the the finances, we have to pay insurance. I paid for my truck. We pay about 18000 right now for insurance. Um, a little bit more because we do 48 states, and um, you know we do. I since we I own a diesel mechanic shop now. We don't, you know, so we send every single truck that we have at the shop, but we still have to buy parts, mm-hmm. tires, um, anything that uh, that it goes with the truck, the trailers. So we also own the trailers. So it's a lot of uh, finances. You know, you have to have at least, um, you know, the amount of money to repair an engine if anything happens on the road. as It's very expensive when it's on the We have a road service, and we cannot bring the truck down to our shop in California. Uh, so it's, you know, authorities. It- then you have to do the quarterly reports as well. So you have to pay somebody to do your quarterly reports, reporting your mileage, um, your repairs, maintenance. Um, your fuel. Um, we use fuel cars. We use Pilot, Flying J, RTS, um, Com Data. We all, we have almost all of the fuel cars. And how is it that your company gets loads? Uh, we work directly with shippers. I have some contracts, and we also get it from many load boards like DAT, um, one to three load. Uh, we work with Amazon, um, C.H. Robinson, uh, TQL. So, it's, you know, there's different uh, brokers that you can work with, and you know, and then we also have some direct shippers as well. Okay. And you, and you would, I guess you would pay someone to do your factoring and your invoices and all that, right, is what you said? Yes. Yes, we we uh, no the loads we we do our own invoicing, and we use a, a, a fine. Uh, we also use a factoring which is Transwest in California, 
and they do our um, factoring for us. So we send the invoices. All I pay all my drivers Fridays. We usually have everything ready by Thursday morning, and we get our money the next day. Now, your company is based out of California, you said? Yes. Well, the one so, of them, yes. Oh, you have different ones in different states? or? Um, we have some in, in Texas now. Yeah, we're expanding oh, to nice. Texas and, and Nevada, yes. So if somebody wanted to become a company owner, do you have a suggestion of the steps that they would need to take in order to become company owners? Well, um, first of all, you have to have the knowledge. You... You... Yeah, we don't – I didn't become an owner-operator, just, you know, an, a company owner just out of nothing, right? I, I put a lot of work, a lot of money, tears, sacrifices – that I that I did to have the company that I had. The first one closed down because I was diagnosed with cancer and I, I couldn't keep uh, running none of the business that I had back then. But I always thought that this is what I want to do. And I know if I get well, I know if I get through this uh, illness, I this is what I want to keep doing. So I I just kept getting knowledge. I always tell everybody you have to get knowledge of what you're doing, um, and just know that there's failures and there's gonna be also a lot of winnings, you know. But everything is dedication, knowledge, and just know that the drivers, like in my case, I I always teach my people that I have that we are a family, and I and my drivers are the most important part of my business. If I have to take care of my drivers as they're humans and they also have a family, they have feelings and they have their own lives so I don't we we treat everybody as family. And that's that's one of the keys that I think that it's the what's the best for me when becoming a company owner. That I treat I always treat my, my drivers and the people that work in safety or uh, you know, dispatching uh, with respect and, you know, knowing that everybody plays a, a, a key role in the company. And, you know, but I I did a lot of mistakes, but I always look for the right people to help me and guide me. So it's basically just that, you know, just finding the right person. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. From a company owner, you is, it's just hard sometimes to find someone that is really going to take care of you just as much as you take care of them. So that's, that's wonderful to hear that there are company owners out there that, you know, help their, their drivers as much and care about their drivers, not just care about the load getting there and getting back, but yeah. just actually care for, for their drivers. That's wonderful. Now, um, that's what my, my mentor taught me. That was the first thing he, I saw from him. And I want to keep doing that, you know, yeah, I mean, I got, you know, a lot of information from you, and this is amazing. You know, so so what I'm getting is find yourself um, or get in, get in touch with someone that is in a position that you mm-hmm. want to be in and ask questions. Yeah. Um, ask questions yeah. about how did you get there? You know, I want to be there, so let me keep, let me, let me, 
stay in touch with this person because that's where I want to be in the future. So let me reach out to them and ask questions and become informed of the decision that you're about to make, whether you're going to be an owner operator or a company owner, you know, you have to know and be comfortable as much as you can in the, in the um, road that you're about to start. So, you know, Ida, you raised a very good point of, and be knowledgeable of, you know, the state that you're going to make, which is the reason for this podcast. You know, I, I, wanted to do this and I wanted to share, you know, our uh, stories from our members that are doing, um, uh, doing the fact that they're being their own boss and it is possible not just to be a driver, but be more if that's where, where your heart is. So, um, Sida, do you have any more you know, I, I hate to squeeze everything out of you, but do you have any anything else that <laughs> you can share with us of, of how, you know, how we can do that and how we can? Um, just basically that and, um, and don't mess with DOT. You know, every, have everything in order, do, you know, do the quarterly report sometime. Um, make sure your trucks are always um, checked and um Make sure your drivers know how to do the pre-trip. There's a lot of everything that happens. You know, we know that accidents happen, but you know that you don't get uh, service because your truck is missing something that you could have helped prevented that. Um, so I, I, I said do the maintenance. The DOT always, um, you know, have everything for them as that's required, and um, and just. Just that, that's, that's, I think that that's one of the of the keys that I always tell everybody uh, that you have to know. Make sure that your the equipment that you use is is well kept, and you have responsible people so, working with you. So more than anything, not just for drivers, but for mostly for owner operators. You know, if you you have to have your own equipment somehow, some way to become an owner-operator or to become a company owner. So if you're a driver now, it's a very important that if at one point you're going to be an owner-operator or a company owner, it's important for you to take care of, you know, the the equipment that you're, you're in now. When you have your own, you're able to, you know, you're already used to that, used to taking care of it. And now this, this equipment is going to be yours, so you really need to take care of it because, if something breaks down, you will be the one to fix it. Not, you know, you are the owner of that piece of equipment. So that's, thank you for sharing that. And, and you know, um, thank you for, for sharing your, her story with us. Uh, we are going to move on to Tasha Cole. Um, hello, Tasha. We are happy to have you here. Thank you, Saida, very much for all your, your insight. Um, we, you know, we... Or I invite you to stay for the whole podcast, and then we can have a, a closure with all of us together and just answer questions. So I hope you stay with us. Sure. And now uh, we move along to Tasha Cole. Uh, Tasha was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, she is an owner-operator um and a bartender, and uh, was previously 
a business consultant. Um, Sasha, you have had some career changes in your life, huh? Yeah, <laughs> share quite with a us few, how, quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> share on a on a struggle day. You you would be my best friend. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Now, it, 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 I think I, I work better in chaos, so it, it kind of works for me a whole lot. <laughs> also, being an owner operator suits you. Yes, it does. So, <laughs> so share with us, how did you become a, a an owner-operator? Sure, no problem. Hello, ladies, and um, I thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, as far as me come, becoming an owner-operator, I think, I can't say I think, when I turned 35, uh, it was just obvious that it was just like, okay, I think I'm getting a little bit older. I always wanted to be a truck driver. I just never, ever really put you know, put it to you. So I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, so once I turned 35, I started with a company. Um, uh, I started with a company, the same company I trained in. I went through training. Uh, it was Celadon, if it's okay for me to say what company it was. Uh, although they've gone through what they've gone through, they were still a good company to me. Uh, it was Celadon uh, that I trained with, and I obtained my CDL through them, and I actually started as a company driver with them. Uh, it was regulated that after, your, after you trained, you had to team up. So I did teaming for six months, and that was my first six months with behind the wheel. Uh, after my six months, luckily, Lord behold, I guess the powers that be um, just came along and said, "Hey, you know, I met a guy who was an owner, uh, owner operator of an eleven trucks, and uh, he said, you know, come on and join my team. I came on and joined my team, and he was my mentor from that point forward. Uh, just like Side, I had her mentor. I had my mentor from that point forward in learning the game of being an owner-operator and understanding that it's a whole different dynamic when you're a company driver compared to being an owner-operator um, at that moment. I learned so much more about underneath the hood uh, than just taking it straight to the shop and everything like that. Uh, once I became, excuse me, let me go back. Once I became his, uh, one of his drivers as a lease operator, let me rephrase that, then I went into an owner operator and also becoming the manager of the 11 trucks that he um, also operated or owned. Uh, I, basically was the secretary for each and every truck. I dispatched each and every truck. I got them paid, and I took care of all of the drivers and everything. Um, from there, I went on and separated myself from Celadon itself and separated myself from my mentor, although I still keep in contact with him. I purchased my first truck uh, within the first within the next year. I purchased my first truck. After I purchased my truck, um, I learned a lot even more because those expenses really became truly my expenses because I was a true owner-operator. I purchased my truck in cash, and every responsibility fell upon me. After that, I ended up going through a little bit of hell and high water, and I came from out of that. I could elaborate, but you only have 10 minutes, so I'm going to go further. Um, so I came from out of the hell and I came from out of the hell and high water from um, from my from my first truck, and um, I was able to go and purchase another truck in which it was actually not an option for me to do. But I went and purchased another truck and. 
from me purchasing that truck, everything has turned around, and I was able to get another truck and another driver. So now I myself drive, and I have two other drivers that uh, are on the board with me as well. So there you go. So so you're not a non-operator. You're a company owner? Like, do you have your own I'm not a company or- I- I, I don't have my own authority. That's why I can't consider myself a company owner. I do own my own uh, company, but it does not include trucking. Um, but they are my they are my trucks. They are they are leased. So technically, I am a company owner because those are my trucks. But I still am uh-huh. leased underneath another company. I just run under somebody else's authority uh, to keep away from having the extra paperwork that needs to be done. Yeah, I get. I, I heard from yeah. Sida. It's a totally different ball game. Once you, you know, you have your own authority, it is. It's you're under a whole different, you know, side of trucking. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. right. So what is it? What is it that you haul? Um, I haul refrigerated goods. Uh, anything cold, mm-hmm. anything. Uh, I can haul refrigerated goods. I can haul dry goods. Uh, either way it goes, it goes on the back of my trailer. Um, I have another driver. He actually has, um, excuse me, my other driver, excuse me, I'm sneezing. I apologize. He has um, a drive-in and the other one, uh, he has a drive-in as well. So, you know, uh, I just like the refrigerated units myself. Okay. Okay. Now, um, how, how is it that you get your loads? Since you're leased onto a company, um, how does that mm-hmm. work? Um, well, they can they look for my loads, but I also look for my loads as well. Um, I am, and I do plan on venturing over into the process of being an actual company owner. Uh, it, it was just better for me to rock to work this way um, for the moment and still learn everything because I'm still new in, in, inside the trucking game. Uh, I've only been in this for three years, so I don't know everything. But as I go, I'm definitely learning and I'm definitely planning to grow within that. Well, you so um, you got your CDL in 2016, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But you started, no, no, 2017, uh, 2017, 2017. Oh, 2017. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 17, okay, so it is three. So, and in 2017, yeah. you started as a driver, and a few months later, then became a lease operator, and then now an owner-operator with seven drivers. Right, seven drivers in your pocket. Uh, I only have three. Yeah, I only have three other drivers three. in my pocket. <laughs> three, yeah. three, three. Oh, okay, okay. But I, I appreciate that. You can speak that. You can speak that into existence. <laughs> That's not I'm a problem at existence. all. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You can. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you, and I'm excited for your future endeavors. And I, I do want to see you as a company owner and I hope that you reach back to me once that happens and uh, we can showcase you again. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else of, you know, in your transitions, if somebody wanted to fall in your footsteps and you know, what, what is, what recommendations would you give somebody, um, you know, to do what you're doing now? 
Um, definitely. So one thing I would say is write out your goals. I mean, I know that a lot of people do that anyway, but write out your goals, what you plan on doing in trucking and where you see yourself and everything like that. Once you do that and you already know what's to follow behind it, save your money, save your money, um, save your money, save your money, save your money. I don't know how many more times I can say that it is expensive to be an owner operator. Um, and, Another thing I can say is never, ever, and it could be a personal experience of mine, but I still would tell anybody this. If you plan on becoming an owner-operator, do not buy from, never, ever buy somebody else's truck. If you're going to go, go to a dealership. Um, I, I, when I, my first truck that I purchased was a very big lesson learned. And I really thought that I caught a great deal and everything like that. I, 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 it was, it still is a great truck. I still actually have the truck. The only problem is that I paid more for my expenses when it came down to, um, breakdowns and everything like that, than I paid for the truck. If that (laughs) makes sense. I paid more for my expenses in one year than I paid for the truck. And so um, I've learned that I need to go, I had to go through a dealership thinking that, you know, if I go through somebody that I knew, because I knew plenty of truck drivers, and they would sell me a dream, oh, this is a great truck. You can, this is a wonderful truck, good job and everything like that. I took other people with me, and they said, oh, it's a great truck. I bought the truck, and every week I had an issue. So I will wow. say to make sure that make sure that you have that um, make sure that you don't buy anybody else's problems. I wish that was a lesson that wow. I learned from the beginning. You know, um, never ever buy anybody else's problems if you plan on purchasing your own truck. Um, you That's know, great uh, that you that mentioned was, that because because for me being in financing, you know, when somebody mm-hmm. when somebody finances somebody else's uh, equipment, you know, the first thing our bank is asking is, can you get uh, an inspection report on that? Because, you know, we want to cover our clients' assets as well because we want to make sure that you're going to give that monthly payment. But it's different when, you know, you're paying something cash and, you know, right. it comes from a whole different ballgame. So what I'm asking, what I'm Hearing is your biggest suggestion that if you go and you buy your truck or your trailer or your equipment cash, you take someone that you trust that will work on that equipment um, or, you know, kind of like a mechanic that you know and trust Mm -hmm. and this person's going to fix your equipment, you know, that will keep you running. So that's an interesting point. That you brought up, and I'm I'm glad that that you did because you know there's people need to hear it, you know, um, yeah. They 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 need to know it's wonderful to have goals, you know, and that mm-hmm. it's great, you know, that you mentioned to write them down. I recently got my Ashanti, Ashanti planner. I don't even know. I don't think I'm mm-hmm. I'm saying it right, but you know, I'm doing my goals on that uh, planner that I got from She Trucking, and it has helped me tremendously. Because not only right. do I see where I've been, but I see where I'm going. Right. And, right. you know, right. it, it, it brings me every time that I'm, like, down in, my, in, in, in the dumps and I'm like, there's no way that I can, you know, reach my goal in financing and there's no way that I can do this. But then I start seeing where I came from and I'm like, whoa, how can you not? Mm-hmm. You did all this 
you're right here. You're so much closer to that goal than you were where you were, you know, a year, five years, ten years ago when you first started this journey. So why not keep going? So I mean that's right. that's wonderful. I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm, um Thank you. is there anything else you wanna share with us? Um, I, I, there's so much more that I can say, but the last thing I can say is that when you do become an owner operator, don't be afraid to learn about your truck. Don't be afraid to, uh, to learn about what's going on under the hood. I have gained so much knowledge and I'm out here helping guys fix their truck now because of all of the troubles. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. So you know, I'm out here. I'm I'm out here helping guys, and I'm like, hey, you can, you know, all you have to do is this, and this is that, and the other. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. But then when they see that I'm right, they're like, oh my goodness. So you know, learn your truck, learn everything that you can about under the hood to save your money. I have learned so many ways that I could have saved money instead of calling roadside assistance instead of um, running to the shop and spending my money at the shop and everything like that. I have I have four great mechanics online that I call immediately and say, hey, what am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to fix this? So, you know, um, get to network as much as you can and learn under your hood, learn your truck, um, learn what it is that you can do to keep up the maintenance and everything like that. Just like um, I think her name was Sida. Just like uh, Miss Ayala said, you know, make yeah. sure you keep up with the maintenance because DOT is important, but being stuck on the side of the road is the worst thing in the world, especially when it's yours and you have to pay for it. So preventative maintenance is a plus. Save your money. Do not buy anybody else's troubles. Write out your goals and uh, just keep it trucking, ladies. Thank you so much, Tasha. Thank you so, so much for all your information. Um <laughs> No problem. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing um, your, her story with us. Um, we're going to move on, but we, you know, we invite you to stay to the end of the program um, okay. and uh, see if, you know, we have any callers and any questions for you. So I hope that you stay with us until, until uh, we only have one more sister, Ms. Delphine, who's coming up next, and then we'll open up the lines to see if anyone wants to call. Um, and then we can go from there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tasha, for joining us. You're welcome. No problem, Joe. Uh, now we have uh, Delphine. Uh, we are happy to have you here today, ma'am. Um, Delphine was born and raised in Eastern Shore, Maryland. Maryland? How do you pronounce that? Maryland. Maryland. Everybody pronounces it differently. <laughs> now, uh, Ms. Delphine is an owner-operator and a fleet owner. Uh, she also mentors mentors uh, females on how to become company owners and uh, has developed a school as well. Uh, Delphine, thank you for being here today. Now, um, share with us how did you do all these wonderful things of becoming, you know, uh, an owner-operator and a fleet owner, you know, Tell us a little bit about yes. that. Well, hi, ladies, and thank you for having me. Um, I actually got my CDL in 2000. Um, I've been in the trucking industry nonstop ever since that point. Well, actually, I've been in the trucking industry since 98, um, but I actually got my CDL in 2000. Um, and I, um, I was a single parent. 
I was on public housing. I was on getting a welfare check. And it was just frustrating because I knew I needed more. I, I always had jobs or what have you, but it just never seemed to be enough money. But I did know a little bit about trucking. I had, my dad has always been in trucking, but my dad never had a company, but I've always been around trucks. So I had that level of comfortability. Then I had a sister who had a trucking company. Um, She was a busy mom of five kids. So she didn't have much time to teach me anything, but I could take a peek and see what was going on. (laughs) Then I had another sister, her and her husband had just bought a dump truck. So I, I, I knew I was comfortable enough with trucking, but I just couldn't figure out how to jump in. So at that time, I was living in Seattle, and um, I found out about a program uh, through the state of Washington that if you agreed not to come mm-hmm. back on welfare for the rest of the year, that you would get a grant. And the grant, I think, was like your welfare tra- check times 10 months or something like that. So I think my, the grant mm-hmm. was like $4,800. And I found a lady who had a truck for sale. Her name was Miss Myrna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she let me buy my first truck, and my first truck's name was Miss Lucille. And I was able to put a thousand dollars down on Miss Lucille and pay off the other four thousand dollars. And that is actually how I got started. Um, I immediately wow. got my authority. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Did you have a question? Oh no, I'm just amazed by everything you're okay. saying. Oh. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> and it's, you went yeah, fast. I mean, we, uh, yeah, it was it was grueling though. It was, I mean, grueling. Um, so I started out because um I was a single mom. I had a third grader, so of course I had to pick her up from you know at a certain time for after school care and all that. So there's no way I could do this over the road thing. Um, so the best thing for me was to do containers out of the ports because I knew the ports closed. I think like at four or four thirty in the afternoon. So by the time I finished my last load, I was back you know between five and six o'clock you know to be able to pick my daughter up. So that's kind of how I got going and I mean it when I tell you a rough journey it was rough me and Miss Lucille we spent some time on side the road I will tell you that um so (laughs) luckily I had the extra couple thousand dollars um so I was penny pension but you know with repair after repair after repair repair after repair after repair and I mean literally I would set aside three hundred dollars a week for fuel and you know I would just run as hard as I could for that 300 and then that would be it for me for that week you know because I just wasn't making a lot of money because I was trying to figure it out I mean back then it was kind of funny because my goal was were to make $300 a day back then. So any day that I met that goal, I was just flabbergasted. So anyway, long story short, so after about a year, I kind of got, kind of got my footing, and I ended up buying two more trucks. Just from I ended up buying other people's problems, as the other young lady said, um, trucks from people who were trying to get out of the business or what have you, um, and I ended up paying cash for um, both of those trucks. So I've never paid over like maybe five to seven thousand dollars for a truck cash ever. Um <laughs> and um so that's how I ended up with my first three trucks. So with three trucks now I'm kinda of rocking and rolling. I can see some money. But then it seemed like Seattle just kinda of took a nosedive about nine years ago and the work was just it was depleted. So I ended up selling two of my trucks so I could have cash and I moved to Texas because I was looking on the load board and I just kept seeing this one place called Texas had all these loads and then on my load board I'm up here in Seattle we have three loads and this place in Texas had a thousand loads every single day and I just kept saying there cannot be this cannot be possible and so I took a chance me and my daughter uh, we brought a load down here (laughs) of salmon and um, we stayed 
and we've been here ever since. Um, and things move really quickly once I got here to Texas, I'll tell you. Um, wow. Because it was so much freight. It was so much freight. But it was cheap freight. But it was so much freight. But, of course, over the last nine years of being here in Texas, I've learned strategies, <laughs> many, many, many strategies on how to take that cheap freight and make it into more of what I need. Um, now I'm basically like a project-based company. So I try and I try to only work on projects, one project at a time, where you can uh, use my trucks on an hourly basis or what have you, because um, I have to know where my numbers are. And it's kind of it's too risky doing one load at a time on the load board and all that. So those are not strategies that I use anymore, but I had to learn that over the years. Um, and so now mm-hmm. I have 10 trucks. So, so <laughs> what, is, what is your company like now? Um, do, mm-hmm. do, do you, how many trucks do you have now? I have 10 trucks. Um, I always have on on hand at least 20 to 22 drivers um, because I try to run a day shift and a night shift. I've learned that that have to maximize the potential in the truck and how much money it can earn a day. So I always try to have at least one project that's going on at nighttime, you know, pay, say paying 75 bucks an hour for 10-hour shifts, and they can take, you know, five to 10 trucks a night. Um, so I always try to do that, and then I always have things going on during the daytime. I've had long-term customers during the daytime as it is. Um, so are so yeah, you still hauling containers? No, are you no, still no. Hauling? So no, um, thanks for asking. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I meet the needs of my customers now. Anything I do is based on the project. So if I get a, a project where they need reefer trailers, I'll go rent reefer trailers and we'll do that. Um, I try to get involved with more power-only stuff because if you do power – I find that when I can control the power-only stuff, I can double the workload. We can do so much more with that. Um, so whatever my customer needs. So if my customer needs some drive-in stuff, if that's what the project is, that's what we'll do. Um, we'd like to, I love doing a lot of shuttling stuff. I always try to look for customers to have multiple locations in the city so that way we can try and be their in-house trucker to do their shuttling, you know, their trailers from one yard to the other. So I've just found so much more profitability with changes, strategies like that. So it's just whatever the needs of the uh-huh. customer are. Um, if I have and to, you have, we will haul freight. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And you, you have loads directly with or contracts directly with uh, shippers. You don't, yes. you uh-huh. know, or do you still do the, the, the board? We still do the board if we have to. I know during COVID-19, the first couple of weeks, it got really, we were really busy with our customers and then everything just mm-hmm. stopped. And even though we have a contract, if, the, if our shipper doesn't have any work going out, then we still have to find something else to do. And so then we were back on the load board. So we will get on the load board if we have to. I just try to limit that as much as possible. But the load board is a great option to make your connections because any, in, almost any connection that I have, I probably met it, made it through the load board. The load board serves a great purpose. So because other than that, you would wow. never, probably never have that meet that first conversation anyway. So I'm not knocking the load board oh. at all. <laughs> that, that's that's awesome. You know, for people that are wanting to become owner operators or company owners, you know, to use your resources uh, that you ha- currently have to see how you can reach your goals in, you know, yeah. in, in becoming an owner operator or a company owner. So that, that's, that's mm-hmm. great to know to, to get to um, use your resources. Now, yeah, um, yeah. do you use any kind of factoring or invoicing, or oh. do you do it yourself? Or No, I, I do not use factoring companies. I've tried it three different times, and each time it turned disastrous. 
um, because it seemed like all the factoring companies would always say there's no recourse, but there's always some form of recourse. And when I say recourse, I mean in terms of if someone doesn't pay them in a timely manner or someone, you know, bails on paying them, that, you know, they'll come after you or they'll hold up your whole pay. And when you're your whole company, when my company it was based off of getting checks from the factoring company in time to make payroll, I've had too many scary moments. And so I just made a promise oh, to myself about three years ago, there was no way I was going to have anyone in control of my money again. And besides that, it seemed like I was having to pay someone constantly to run down payments anyway and call in the factoring company and say, so-and-so is going to pay you on such and such day. And it was just ridiculous as much money as I paid the factoring company. I just went ahead and brought it back in-house. And so I do it in-house now. Uh, so you pay somebody, you know, in your company to run that for you. Oh. Well, I, I oversee everything. Oh, okay. okay. I oversee everything. Of course. Yes. <laughs> you have to. You, yeah, I know you get that. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I mean, that's your money. That's how you that's pay right. yourself, and that's how you pay your employees and pay your drivers, and that's how you mm-hmm. keep them employed, you know? So nobody that's wants to be, you know, you nobody wants employed, to have yeah. a boss that. Yeah, nobody wants to have a boss that'll pay you a week or two late. I'm sorry, I didn't get paid, so you don't get paid. You know, right. it, it just, uh, I would not do exactly. that. <laughs> and I've had That's too many awesome. uh, new people who, in that role, they would put some bill of ladings in a folder and put it to the side and totally forget. And I'm like missing $10,000. Like, where, what happened here? And then I start looking through their desk, and here's a whole bunch of stuff that didn't get invoiced. You know what I mean? So that's why I have to oversee literally every single invoice. I'm aware of every single outstanding invoice, every single bill of lading. I'm aware of every single one because I, you know, because no one really will care like I will care. And so, Of course, of course. Now, if somebody wanted to be in your shoes right now, what would be the first thing that you would tell that person to do? Get a mentor to contact me and let you're going to need someone to hold your hand. Um, (laughs) That's what I would say Um, because it's really hard to – because the learning curve is so many years. Unless you're willing to prepare for the learning curve, then most definitely, sure, just go ahead and save your money and, and, you know, purchase whatever type of truck you want to do, get it financed or whatever the case may be, get your operating authority and start booking loads. Sure, you can do that, sure. But it's going to take you a while to figure out strategies. So if you decide to not try it on your own, I would suggest getting a mentor. And as everyone's heard, every lady in this group has had a mentor, it sounds like except for me. That's why my learning curve was so long. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Now, um, are you part of our mentorship program in shoe trucking? Mm, I can't understand. Can you say it again, please? Oh, are you part of our mentorship uh, program in shoe trucking? No, I'm not. I have my own mentorship program, but I would love to be. Oh, okay. Um, that's, oh, that's coming up next. But I do um, <laughs> want to invite everyone again um, to be part of our mentorship program. If our ladies that are here today are not part of our mentorship program, I invite you ladies to uh, create your profile in She Trucking. And, um, and if it's something that interests you in, in mentoring um, one of our She Sisters, you know, it, it'll be depending on the on – the, on our uh, she sister to you know bring you on as a mentor. I hope and and uh, that you know you can help them out. And if you're available, if you're not, it's not by obligation at all. 
you know, I thank you, ladies. Um, thank you, Delphine, so much for sharing all your knowledge with us. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with us that, you know, that I was just going to say, if you're going to take if, yes, absolutely. If someone is serious about taking on this journey, just I need to, to be prepared for the long, grueling hours. There's no way this is going to be a nine to five. Um, for the last 15 years, I've never worked under 100 hours a week within my business. And 100 hours a week looks like 16 and a half hour days for me, six days a week. And I do it religiously. And I don't even mind, but it shouldn't feel like work if you enjoy what you're doing. But you still need to be prepared to have that level of commitment with this new journey if you're seriously going to entertain it. Um, and make sure you're able to free your life up to handle this because it is going to take, it's going to consume every part of you. That would be what I would offer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Delphine, for your time. Mm-hmm. I invite you. Well, this is, you know, you're, the, you're our final sister that we have We have to interview. Uh, thank you, ladies, for sharing your her story. Um, again, Delphine, just, you know, if you don't mind holding off for a few minutes, let me um, invite everyone back in, all our, our sisters that are on the line. Um, thank you so, so much for sharing your, her story. Uh, now we invite all our listeners, if you're listening to this podcast, and if you're logged on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash um, she trucking, um, if you have any questions for any of our um, she sisters that are on the line right now, I invite you to give us a call. Uh, Our number is 914-205-5328 to ask any questions to our panel. Um, In the meantime, you know, if you ladies want to share something else or you you forgot to share something during your time, you know, just state your name and uh, share with us if, you know, you have anything else that can help us, uh, you know, if we have that desire to become a owner operator or a uh, company owner, if you want to share with us um, something more that you forgot, please, you know, I open, open it to you guys and, and see. Well, I'll, this is Delphine. Um, I'll go. Um, the last young lady from Virginia, as she was saying um, about getting comfortable with looking underneath the hood of your trucks, and that is something I, I highly recommend for any lady who's looking to do this. You're going to have to get past your fear of saying, oh, my God, it's a big old truck. No, it's your baby. You need to treat it like it's your little mm-hmm. kitten at home. You need to open that hood. You need to know what it's supposed to look like. You need to know if your engine has too much smut on it or whatever the case may be. Get on, get on the ground. See if it's leaking. What's leaking? Where is it leaking from? What color is the smoke coming up the stack pipe you need to get very comfortable with your truck and do not be intimidated by this that you need to treat it as if it's a baby you have at home um that's how i that's what i would like to recommend awesome we have a caller on the line um further going on live it's a 312 number um can you please state your name and what's your question for the panel and I know I have a Hi, 614 holding. I'm sorry. I have a 614 holding. You will be next after our 312 number. So go ahead, ma'am. Hi, my name is Andrea Thompson. I'm calling in from the Chicagoland area. 
Um, I've been following She Trucking for, um, I've been following them for about a month now, and I just love the work that they do. Um, I wanted to call in to support the podcast, but I also wanted to call in just to state um, how thankful I am for the truckers who are still moving very um, much so needed supplies to different areas throughout the country. Um, I think that the work that you all do is imperative to us being able to you know, live our, our lives and get the things that we need to uh, to function every day. And so I just wanted to thank you all as being the most, um, probably the most essential of essential workers for us all. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Remind me your name again. I'm sorry. My name is Andrea Thompson, and I'm calling from Chicago. Andrea Thompson, thank you so much for your for your encouraging words. I appreciate you joining us today. Do you have a question for our panel, or you just wanted to share how awesome she trucking is? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much my primary uh, reason for calling. I'm definitely enjoying the conversation. I know that um, it's more encourages people to explore ownership, and I'm particularly enjoying the conversation about getting to know uh, what's under your hood. I've been trying to do that with my little um, regular vehicle myself because I'm not very mm-hmm. mechanically inclined. So you ladies mm-hmm. going under the hood of big trucks is very inspiring to us women just trying to figure out how to get an oil change. So thank you. <laughs> right. well, thank you so much. Have Angela. a good night thank and stay safe, time. ladies. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Okay. Now we have um, a 614 number on the line. Can you please state your name and the question that you have for our panel? Hi. Can you hear me? So please state okay. your name, Hi, name and the question that you Sure. My name is Elacia, and I'm calling from Decatur, Georgia. And I have two questions, if that's okay. Sure, and sure. My, my first question, my first question is for the company owners. I know um, Delphine said that, you know, you, you work long hours, 16-hour days on average, and I was just wondering what a typical day looks like for a company owner, even though I know there's not a typical day, but, you know, a day is going pretty normal. What does a typical day look like? Yeah, normal, anything but. I agree with you. Um, well, my days get started pretty early in the morning because I have tr- trucks that runs all night and all day. Um, but just basically once – once I finally do get up, I mean, I'm always checking, checking in with my dispatch to see where everyone is at. Of course, I have an app on my phone so I can see where every last one of my trucks are anyway. Um, I'm a local company, <laughs> um, and I'm always – a typical day is responding to emails. I mean, you're either looking for work or you're invoicing to try and get paid for your work. You're interviewing drivers. You're taking trucks to the shop. You're always looking for new equipment. Um, that's a typical day, like – it's just a it's just a vicious cycle that moves really fast all day long. Um, finally, in the after after five o'clock, six o'clock, the phone stops ringing as much, um, and then you kind of can start you know going over all your paperwork because there's tons of it. You know whether it's um, all your receipts from your fuel or your maintenance receipts or um, invoicing. Lord knows, with me doing local, I mean I have at least sixty. Uh, invoices a day. Um, so I'm having to monitor every last one of those and God forbid how many of those have lumper receipts. So it's a, it's a lot of paperwork. Especially if you want and to I know. Uh, stay in track with your money, you really need to be on top of it. So I do you have any, any insight? And then we'll go to Tasha because I think she doesn't have her own authority, but she still has to deal with stuff like this. So I and then Tasha. <laughs> 
Uh, no, no. Delphine did a very good um, point there. <laughs> long, the long hours, yeah. <laughs> and save you. your money. Save, save, save. Yeah. Do you have any paper? Um, yeah, Delphine really, she really covered it all. But um, the <laughs> the biggest thing is, is if if you're a trucker, you have to understand that this is not a competition between men and women or anything like that. This is a job that we do. This is something that we as women love to do. It's never ever a competition. But um, I love getting help. I love learning what's going on under my hood, and it is very important. I saved. I, I can tell you by example, as of today. Um, I saved I saved myself probably like seventeen hundred dollars on a twenty five dollar part that I didn't even know was gonna only cost me twenty five dollars, but I refused to pay wow. a whole lot of money now because I, I learned like, you know, you gotta ask questions. These uh they would the same way that you're still learning about your car and everything like that and how your car works and how your car runs and how you can save money, these mechanics will try to take advantage of us as uh-huh, much as they uh-huh. possibly can. Uh-huh. They will definitely uh-huh. try it. So definitely make sure that you're, you're like, like Delphine said, your truck is your baby. My trucks are my children. Now, all of them are That's named. Right. I heard everybody else say, I, right. I heard everybody else say <laughs> that theirs are named, but all of mine are named, and all, uh-huh. of my, and all of my drivers, they call them by their name. So, That's you know, all of my drivers call their trucks by the names that I gave those trucks. So, yes, each and every one of them. But, yes, those are your babies. So, you know, learn as much as you can and save as much as you can. It's a whole lot that goes into it. Delphine, I can't wait to yes. network with you because I'm trying to be in the position that you are in. So I'll go ahead and put myself out there, you know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I hearing no sleep. What, what is that? Great yeah, listen, I, listen I, already, I already have that. That's, I already have that. I, I do that every day, but I want to do it every day and stay at home, and everybody else can do it. This is where, this okay. is the whole, I guess, I honestly speaking, this is the whole point of, this is what I try to do. Um, and I'll go ahead and put a little bit more insight on myself, but this is what I'm trying to do. I want everybody to win. And so if I can find it and us talking and everything like that, that works for me. This is wonderful. She trucking. I I really don't do posts on um, Facebook or anything like that, but I definitely, you know, I definitely look in all of that stuff. I do very rare posts or something like that. But this right here, networking, talking, and getting it to understand what it is that we're out here trying to do and build ourselves up, this is beautiful to me. So, you know, um, kudos to you. Uh, Angelica for, you know, just looking out and, and, you know, saying, hey. Is this Violet? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, awesome. Tell me you, you know, um, okay. Go ahead. Um, on, my, on my insurance, on my Bob Taylor insurance and stuff, I have a, a towing insurance, and, you know, that saved me a bunch of money with, with my truck mm. that I've, I've had to have them towed, and the only thing I have to pay is a $250 deductible. And they, they tow them anywhere I want to, not to the closest shop. And uh, I, 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 I need that at any time. Well, I'll just say this. Make sure it has winching insurance because I've gotten screwed over because it didn't offer winching. Oh, yeah, it, mm-hmm. that's on there. And, and, uh, up the, and to write the truck back up? Yeah. 
Like if the truck gets rolled over, yeah. That's all yeah, on there. It's like plenty of those. Yeah, oh, it's, it's nice. be on there, but the the limits are really low. That's the problem. So yeah, and then the cleanup. So I've had one of those. It's almost like a triple A for cars for trucks, and it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think mine's like seventy five hundred. I mean, it, it it just depends on what works for you and what you feel yeah. comfortable in um in your job. So. You know, what right. might work for some don't work for all. So that's the right. whole point of having this podcast. So you get enlightened right. about what. And I know I have a call on the line. Um, 404, you're coming up next. Just give me one second, okay? But um, this is great. I mean, you sharing what you do to make you comfortable and making, you know, your your position as an owner-operator owner operator or a company owner feel Mm-hmm. Um, at ease. So thank you mm-hmm. so much, Violet, for sharing that um, with us. Um, Alicia, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you for sharing and thank you for calling us today. Thank you. Now, I have a caller uh, with the 404 area code. Can you please state your name for us? And, oh, I have several calls on the line. I'm going to get to them as one by one as much as I possibly can. So, um, 404 area code, can you please state your name? Ashley. Ashley, thank you for joining us today. What is your question to the panel? Good evening, everyone. My name is Ashley. I'm calling from Maryland. Um, I did not. I do not have a question. I just wanted to congratulate you, ladies. Um, I think what you guys are doing is wonderful. I did want to give a huge shout out to Delphine Foster. I know Delphine from my hometown of Jonestown, and to see her name come across, um, I follow She Trucking on Instagram, and to see her name come across this page that I love and follow. I was, I'm just so excited for you guys. Um, it's just awesome. She has mentored me personally, and she has been great and wonderful. I commend all of you ladies. You guys are really an inspiration to um, me. So I'm enjoying it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, C. Trucking, oh for creating this platform. You guys are absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Thank She's you, the first Ashley. person I mentor. Oh, that's amazing. Sure. My head out. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, wow. thank you so much for your encouraging words. Um, I have to run into the, our next caller because we, we have um, only a certain amount of time. But thank you, Ashley, so much for calling in and um, um, encouraging us and encouraging Delphine. So she's doing something yeah. right. So we appreciate having her here and you calling in. Thank you so much. Wow, that caught me off guard. <laughs> um, I have a three one four number. Three one four five four eight number. That's me. Can you hear me? I'm Natasha okay. from St. Louis, Missouri. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. can. You hear me? What is your name again? I'm sorry. Natasha. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Natasha. Natasha, thank you so much for joining us. What is your question to the panel? I'm just excited for the ladies. Um, I follow Miss Moore. I'm discovering Natasha on Instagram, so I love to to um, participate when she come on live. 
and I was listening to the other women as well. I'm just so proud of you all. And um, can you still hear me? Yes. Can you hear me still? Okay. Yes. I'm yes. very proud of you all. And I was so inspired um, by our ladies that um, I actually reached out to a young lady, um, Latasha Brooks. Uh, she has the AZ oh, Contractors LLC Logistics. Remember Colorado? You can't hear me? I don't know what's going on. I'm can here. Can I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So, so I reached out to Latasha Brooks of the uh, AB uh, Contract LLC Logistics Solutions so that I could be available for any of you ladies for a man work or, you know, if you're on the road or you're doing anything and if you need me. So I posted it on my IG um, that if you all need any assistance, please reach out to me anything you need done so that you will feel comfortable while you're on the road having someone to have your back. And I still am um, learning from you all as well. No problem. Thank you for your encouraging words for Tasha, and thank you for calling in with us today. Uh, we appreciate you being um, being with us today. So thank you so much. I have to running along because I have other callers and, and our time is running out. But thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. All right. All thank right. you. Thank you. I two zero eight number. Two zero eight two nine three. Are you there? Okay, let me hang that one up. I have a a two three number. Uh, four two three well, two seven seven. Hello, well, hello. Who am I this is Sheree. This is Sheree Moore. I am the founder of She Trucking, and I just wanted to. I have been listening to this, you know, and this has been great and awesome information. I'm so thankful that y'all came on today. I really am so well, thank thankful. You. That thank the you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to, I have a, two questions, so I have my own questions, and I want to make an announcement with you all because no one knows this, <laughs> except for probably um, as she knows, but um, I actually just became an operator myself back in February of this year, so just getting into this whole purchasing in my truck thing has been a roller coaster, so um, <laughs> I'm learning as well with, with everyone. Um, and so I do want to invite y'all after this to come into our own operator group that we just started. I want y'all to actually run the group, you know, not just to be the mentor, you know, and mentor inside of that as well. So we can um, make sure that the focus on the community needs is on the op. So I do want to, uh, I'm going to reach out to y'all after this is over. And oh, also. <laughs> what? Wow. Hey, you beat me to the punch. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're doing great. It's better to come, for it to come from you than from me. <laughs> but, but I just want yes. to, you know, come on and show show my appreciation because, like I said, even the smallest things, like when I was getting ready to get my 2290 and I was like, mm -hmm. what website mm -hmm. do I go to? It's a lot. 
okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you know, you just have to realize, I have to ask questions. Like, at, finding a person to give you information was the most vital point. And that was, I heard y'all say that oh. each and every time. And so mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, it's very appreciated. But what I want y'all to let me know and everyone else on here is how did it feel when you purchased your first truck? How did it oh. feel? Mm. Mm. <laughs> no words. Look, listen, you know what? You know what? I got words. We are all grown. Okay, we are all on. women. And I know we are all not virgins. And we drive trucks. But we all going to have to be real on this thing. It feels like... It feels like the best release in your life. Like, you know yes. that orgasm that from you, it feels like that orgasm right there. That's what it feels like because you're driving that thing, and that's yours. Like, nobody let else me, can tell you nothing you're about the, yeah. Let me go down the panel. Violet, how, how answer Sheree's I'm question. sorry, this is Tasha. <laughs> I'm going to know. What I'm going to do is go down our panel. And, and mm-hmm. I want to I want to hear the reaction from each of you. So let, let me start with Violet. Um, Violet, answer Sheree's question. Mm-hmm. Violet. No. Okay. Let's go to Saida. I don't know what happened to Violet. Oh. Yes. Hello. Saida. Yes. Oh, answer Sheree's question. How did you feel the first time that you purchased your truck? Well, the first time that I purchased the truck, I didn't want yes. to sign because it was my son's dad who wanted the truck, not me. <laughs> so I was forced. I was forced. I felt forced to get it. Um, but when I actually bought my own um, I felt, you know, for me, it was something that I was, um, it was a big milestone because it was something that I was able to provide. I was thinking about this is what I'm going to provide for my son. But then, like, it was a headache. It was a lot of expenses and a lot of work and a lot of, a lot of everything. <laughs> so it's a like a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, the fear of the unknown. The fear of yeah. the exactly feeling on earth. I think I had to get surgery on my mouth because I couldn't stop smiling so hard. Um, it was absolutely I don't know the most if biggest you, accomplishment. Was it you me. or Tasha that had the orgasm? It was Tasha. It wasn't me. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, it was definitely me. I, I, I can tell you. I, I, <laughs> I can be honest, and I, I hope the kids' ears were covered. I just realized there were kids in the background, so I do apologize. But, yeah, the Delphine smile and my, yeah, that's exactly what I, I enjoyed my, yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> this experience has been a lot. I, you know. It's a lot. You know, especially, yeah, especially, but listening to each and every one of you, you all have stories. You all have a background. And this experience in itself, although it's a headache, it seems like it's worth the headache because we haven't stopped. And now we want everybody else behind us to learn, like, yeah, right. come on up and learn this. So, you know, it is a headache. But this this headache is 
kind of worth it. Right now in this COVID nineteen situation so. and all of this stuff is is really not, but, but it's really not working. It's you know it's it's really having its up and ups and downs. But that's what life is, and that's what life is all about. We've all been through it, and you know and our life experience has put us into this position that we're in right now. You know, so yeah. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I'm sorry. I think I apologized ahead of time. I think I was the one that hung up on Violet. I think she was my 208 number, and oh. I accidentally hung up. So, Violet, if you're listening, I hope you call back. It was not my intention at all. So, please, please, please call us back. I want to hear what, what you know, your answer to Sheree's question. So, you know, if you're listening, please call us back. Yeah. Um, Sheree, what, what, what more do you want to ask our panel? So, I I appreciate that because for me, I was excited when I saw my truck and I was like, oh my God, like I knew it was mine when I saw it. But then, like you said, mm-hmm. oh my God, afterwards it was like, oh, I got a lot of work to do. It didn't stop. Yes, yes. <laughs> Way more work than I thought it would be. So, um, my second question, and then I'm going to tell y'all my goal at the end, but my second question is, what does ownership mean to you? So, you know, it's a difference when you're company and, you, you know, you're doing this lease and all this type of stuff. But what does ownership mean to you as a woman? Mm. Straight up off. Okay, let's Are you going down the panel? <laughs> Go down the panel. Yeah, let's go down the panel. Violet joined us back. Thank you, Violet, for calling us back. But the question, uh, can you ask the question again, Sheree? I heard it. I said independent. Oh. Being your own About being an owner operator, right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Independent. Yes? What is your answer? Hello? Can you hear us? Yes. What What is your answer to uh, to Ray's question? What was her question? I'm sorry, I I don't hear anything. Just it keeps breaking out. That's well, my I'm question sorry. to you is what What does be, ownership mean to you? To own? Oh, um, now everything. You know, I am just blessed to be in this industry and like I mentioned to Angelica um, I live for this and I'm pretty sure that I will die doing this <laughs> I, I love what I do and, and I love being an owner Delphine yes it's the, you said what does it mean to be an owner Was what does question? it mean to you to be an owner? Not what the definition of owner is, but what does it mean okay. to you to own? Because yeah, everyone don't yeah. own things. So what does it mean for you to own? <laughs> um, I can make as much money as I want. Unli- the, the sky's the limit for me. I can make goals and I can reach them. It means everything to me to own my own. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What she said. <laughs> amen to what she said. Yes. Yeah. Sida said Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think from being an owner, I sold trucks. So yeah, I sell trucks. So you can do anything you want. 
That's right. That's right. That's right. Pasta, <laughs> you want to add to that? Sure. Um, I'm an inspiration, and that's what I want to be. Um, I, I love, I, I don't know if y'all hear it in my voice, but I love children. I love I love encouraging. I love building up. She Trucking is wonderful. That's why I keep on saying I'm, I'm proud of this group and everything like that. Um, but that's that's what I like to do. So I want to be an inspiration to the next little young lady who says that who that guy said he you couldn't do this and look at you now you're doing it you're doing way beyond what was expected and everything like that so um you know that's that's honor to me as a woman is inspiration because somebody else is going to see it and they're going to want to get there they're going to know how and i'm going to be able to tell them so i get to share my story you know that's yes. What it means to me. Yes. Yeah. I meant to that as well. Yes. Yes. An inspiration. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I was writing down uh, everything. Oh, Did we get everyone? Yeah. Now, Sheree, I asked you the question. Since you're new to this world, what does it mean to you to own now? Like they said, everything. You know, it was a, it was a goal that I set, and I always said in 2020 I'm gonna buy me a truck. And so it took six years, but I, you know, I was able to purchase, and it, and it's the freedom. It's freedom, you know, and and I really like it. I really like that I don't have to take my stuff out of somebody else's truck and put it in another one when I'm moving from place to place or company to company or or just, you know, going for customer to customer. You know, you can take everything with you and stay. And no one can take it from me. You know, that was the biggest thing as well. So um, it's coming from being a driver for so long. So thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate y'all. My goal is to create 100 on ops, y'all. We can do it. We have over 8,000 people in our community that has been, in, you know, here. And we, and I've, I saw the process going from company to wanting this, you know, become an owner-operator. So I'm going to definitely need y'all help because it's so many opportunities that we can create um, with having people in that ownership. And so my goal is to make 100 women-owned owner-operators. And so that's what I'm going to – we're going to shoot for it. And um, I just want to thank everyone who's listening. Well, hopefully we have plus four today. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh yeah. I wanna thank everyone who's listening, tuning in and I definitely wanna thank y'all for coming on. I'm gonna get off of here. And I'm, I'm gonna get off of here and just know I'm listening, I'm supporting. If y'all need me, reach out. If y'all have any ideas, I'm always open to listen as well. And Angelique, great job. We appreciate you yes, as well. Yes. You you thank she you. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right, ladies. I have, keep on. Bye-bye. Yes. Thank you, Sherry. Bye-bye. Thank you. I have one more caller on the line, and this is going to be our last call because it's already been an hour and a half, and I felt like five minutes. So we're going to get uh, one last call, and then I'm going to I'm going to close that section. So I have uh, 313 area code on the line. Can you please tell us your name? Marseille. Are you there? Rexford? I'm sorry. Marseille. Marseille. Marcy. Marseille. 
Marseille? Okay. Yes. What is your question to the Hi. panel? Hi, lady. Hello. I just want to uh, say I appreciate listening to all you. You all are an inspiration to me. You all build me up. Like, me feel like I can accomplish trucking. And I just wanted to ask, thank you, ladies. And I just wanted to ask a question. Do you all have a favorite truck? Like a brand? I'm a fan of the Peterbilt. That was Violet. That's her favorite, the Peterbilt. Any type of okay. major model? Um, uh-huh. Tasha, Tasha, what is your, do you have a favorite? Oh, I have, um, I I have a I have a line that I go down. So my top favorite is the Kenworth. I love a Kenworth, and I um and I drive manual, so I don't do automatic at all. But um, my favorite is a Kenworth, and um, my next favorite is a Volvo. I think Volvos run great. Um, and my next favorite is a Freightliner, which I'm driving right now. Um, but all of my engines have to be Cummins. So I don't know if that helps you out at all, but all of my engines on all of my trucks that I have, they are coming. So that if I don't suggest anything else to you, I would also always say a Cummins engine is the best engine that you can get. It's the easiest one to learn. It's an American-made engine, and it's 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 so it's so much better, and it's so much easier to fix. That's what I can go with. <laughs> Thank you, Tasha. Delphine. Um, no, I don't have a preference. Um, I used to be a freight shaker girl, but now Volvos run nice. I, I haven't had a lot of problems with Volvos, but figure this week here I've had a clutch go out and a transmission. So, I mean, hey, they, they all going to break down at some point. So, no, I have no preference. <laughs> no preference. Awesome. Okay, Saida. Um, I don't have a preference either, but I have um, freight liners only. Did it, oh, okay. I guess this this is a matter of preference. I mean, you got to look at different things. you got to see, are you going to be able to maintain it? What's going to be more cost-efficient mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. you as the owner of that trust? I mean, you know, you can't get a Detroit engine when your mechanic that you trust 100% in your company only handles coming. So you have mm-hmm. to think about that, what what. How is this going to be more cost efficient for you? You know, what resources do you have? And then go with it. You know, everybody that you ask, you can, you know, put a post on She Trucking uh, Sisterhood and everybody's going to mention something different. So mm-hmm. my my um, two cents is go with what where you have the most resources and go with what you're comfortable with the most. Um, because ultimately, once you become an owner-operator and a company owner, all these maintenance, all these fuels, all these, you know, expenses are on you. So, yeah. you know, you, you just got to look at, at, at what you have and what resources you have and go with that. Um, Marcy, does that answer your question? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in today. I appreciate your time. And um, we look forward to hearing from you at uh, on our Sheet Trucking Facebook page. Okay. Well, thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thank you. We are close to closing this. Thank you, Sai, for so much. Thank you, Violet. Thank you. Thank you, Saiga. Thank you, Domine and Pacho for our uh, sheet trekking sisters um, that joined us today and uh, uh, for being a part of our uh, podcast, How to Become an Owner Operator slash now company owner panel for tonight. Thank you so much for sharing your first story. Now, I do have to explain this one more time for everybody that didn't listen to, didn't, uh, wasn't logged in from the beginning, but uh, the what you heard are experiences from our sheet trucking sisters on how they became owner operators, how they became company owners. So these are their very own stories. Uh, It will be different. Um, You know, you, you don't, you, the goal is the same, but there are so many paths on how to get there, you know, but as long as you get there and that is what counts. So the purpose of this podcast was to ring an ear um, to the possibility of you becoming an owner-operator and becoming a company owner if that is what you desire. So uh, I, I appreciate you guys. Um, we do invite everyone to like and share our Facebook uh, Sheet Trucking Podcast page uh, in order to stay tuned to our future podcasts. Also, if you are interested in sharing your, her story, uh, click book now on the podcast page. Uh, for members of Sheet Trucking Sisterhood, uh, we invite you to join the membership program that some of these ladies you heard today are a member of. And if you're not part of it, I mean, we invite you guys to become part of our mentorship program. Um, So uh, we invite you to go to our Facebook page and click the mentorship tab. Also, if you are a she sister and owner, oh, this Saray, you know, was on the line and invited you ladies to it. But if you're an owner operator or a broker, uh, we extend an invitation to join um, an additional community uh, where our goal is to help or uh, to help our sea sisters finding uh, freight to keep them rolling and um, uh, a community of owner operators and company owners to come together to share uh, their experiences. Because it's going to be different from a driver. You know, uh, a driver um, has different experiences than what a company owner or a com- or an owner operator has. So that is why the the that um, that Facebook page has been. Um, has been created to invite people as the ladies that you heard today um, to extend, you know, their, their help and someone that wants to become um, an owner operator or a broker or uh, a company owner. So we, we invite you guys to look in our Facebook page and, and find the group and, you know, ask to join that additional community. Um, so you can, uh, uh, for more information, just see our Sea Parking Sisterhood Facebook page. 
Um, lastly, I want to thank uh, our listeners for tuning in to, see, to our Seed Prepping podcast. And everyone who called in, thank you so much for your questions. Um, do any of you ladies have anything else to share before we close this down? I really enjoyed being on the call. Thank you, Violet. Yes, thank you thank for you. sharing and everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sida. Tasha. You're welcome. So, uh, thank huh? you, guys, for 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 joining us tonight. Um, again, I am Angelica Martinez. I am your truck and trailer financing guru and your seed trucking moderator. Um, until next time, ladies, y'all have a great week. And uh, please stay tuned to our post on uh, seed trucking. Thank you, Angelica. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> well, we, this concludes our podcast. Um, you ladies can log off, and we'll see y'all next time. DJ Tony Duff. She gonna take care of her bitch. She trucking. She trucking. She a woman with a rig. She trucking. She trucking. She gonna take care of her kids. She trucking. Yeah. She a bossy do with bitch. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. She trucking. She a boss, she do it big, she trucking, trucking. She a woman with a rig, she trucking, she trucking, she trucking, she trucking, she trucking. Ah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.